Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Kevin. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over and ahead to all the weekend's action in the um, All-County Football League in Cavan. Uh, we might have time for a little bit more discussion around that, but we'll just see how the clock goes. Um, I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, who it's very hard to get him to stop talking, to be honest. I don't know what, uh, what we're going to do with you, Paul, but All-County Football League, now we're really in the tick of everything because... There is club action going on. There's county action going on in most grades anyway. And um, it's a busy, busy time for a, a Cavan GA journalist. It is, yeah. It's very busy, Damien. It's just great. Um, it's a good time of the year. Obviously, club championship is like, it, it's just a play by mansion for, mansion for us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you and Mickey go around with the bunny ears on us. But this, this is closer. I always think as a supporter, or maybe it's just as a Cavan supporter, I always think... The eve of championship is the best time. Maybe that says more about our championships over the years, but the eve of championship is the best time because it's sort of tantalising. Anything could happen. Like It's so exciting to think that we might win Ulster or we might get a long run in the All-Ireland or end up in, in the last stages of the All-Ireland. We might go toe-to-toe with some big team. We might even beat Tyrone if we got them. All of that's possible at the moment. And when, yeah. you, get it, when you get into it and when the games are going, sometimes halfway through the game you realise, oh no, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. So I love this part part of the year, the lead up to championship. And the rumours will start now, and um, I know the season has changed a little bit. You would have had the challenge game circuit, which you probably won't have now. But you start hearing rumours, and some lad got injured, and some lad, some lad will score two points in training, and by the time it by the time it gets out around the county, it'll be two seven. Yeah, on, on the best player. Oh Jesus! Yeah, oh, be on Park Faulkner. Made a show of him. Made a show yeah. of him. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't, couldn't handle them, and, yeah. and it was Paul Fitzpatrick in for his first transition. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it be some, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's some lad that's so far down the pecking order, he's not even on the radar. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's the beauty of this time of year. And I suppose you throw in the All County League, and uh, in fairness, a lot of lads who have played county football with Cavan this year played a good few lads played league football the weekend. So uh, you know me, Damien. I love to admit that I'm wrong. Uh, I. That that does temper my argument a little bit about the All County League, uh, but it's good to see lads that that didn't get game time at Croker playing. That was that was that's really good. Yeah, yeah. And I I tell you, there's two things that are really good. One that yeah, it 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 adds value to the All County Football League when when all those county players are playing. So I think everybody, bar the lads, everybody who didn't get game time played, to the best of my knowledge, that that isn't injured. Um. But two, I'm sure that there was the potential for celebration or maybe celebrations happened. But 
I've seen in the past, and I'm sure you'd uh, agree with me that the night after a Cavan team winning a bit of silverware, or sorry, the day after a Cavan team winning a bit of silverware, to see lads who are involved in the panel tug out for their club team and look good, no signs of ill effect or 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 sore sore heads on show at all. That shows a change in mentality. It shows the the maturity of the lads who didn't make the the twenty six and didn't get on the field. It does, yeah, it does. I I remember when Cavan got to the under twenty one Ulster final in two thousand and ten. We touched on that sort of a toxic sort of an era uh, on the podcast yesterday, in a sort of a rambling type uh, rant that we were on, but. I remember they played that game on a Wednesday night against Donegal and someone said to me, a wind-up like, but someone said to me on the Monday, named a few players, he goes, oh, they all went in the piss last night. Very bad humour about it. Terry Highland's dropping a pile of them. And I remember thinking, that's just typical. Because this was around the time of the whole oxygen thing and all that. Mm. And I, I remember thinking, that's believable. At the time, I swallowed it, hook, line and sinker. Um, and you wouldn't believe it now, really. About I know last year there was a bit of a, an incident with a few of the cabin players where they were they were drinking when they maybe shouldn't have been drinking but it's, it'll be rare and it would never happen in, in the lead up to a big game or anything whereas that would have happened in the past yeah yeah and I don't think too many Cavan GA supporters even at club level would have really battered an eyelid if you know some county players didn't tug out that didn't get game time but I think the players attitude themselves is completely different now like I I I'm just trying to think on Sunday. So I was at Crushlong Killigarry. Um and in that game you had for Killigarry, you had Martin Riley, you had Keen Riley both tugging out. I think that's all from Killigarry. Then from Crushlaw you had John Cook, Connor Rehill, um, Brandon Boylan, Stephen Smith. Um, was there anybody else? Is there anyone else on the panel from Crushlaw? But basically everybody who didn't get game time togged out and and looked in in relatively good shape for for the most part. So it's good to see it. I think it's a, I think it's a a sign of the the maturity of these county players and the group that we currently have, which leads to the expectation that we should be going well this year. But anyway, we'll jump into the into the results. Um, in the Romar Energy All County Football League Division One Round Two on Friday night, last Cavan Gales hosted Arva and Terry Kyle came away with a four point win. 213 to 29 in a game that was looked like it was out the gap at halftime. Arva came back in the second half, scored 2 5, I think, in the second half. It was 2 9 to 4 points, I think I'm right in saying, at halftime. Um, standout performer in this game, Jack Tully in a corner forward. He had a phenomenal game. He, he His movement, his ball winning ability, his finishing, uh, attacking marks, freeze, and scores from open play. He he really had an excellent game. Gales got off to a perfect start. Um, goal from the throw in. Luke Malloy, uh, galloping through, stuck the ball in the back of the net while I was getting a cup of tea to ready myself for the <laughs> for the game. Um, and then the Gales just the Gales in the first half looked much the better side. But Todd Arva, in fairness, battled hard, committed it in the second half, started to gain a wee bit more control out the middle of the field. Tristan Hoffman played in in this game. Um, Fimber McAvinu at centre half back was was quite good as well. Uh, Thomas Partington in the in the middle of the field, and then up front Conan, Shorten and uh, and Barry Donnelly were the, were the main threats for for Arva. Um, but at the end of the day, it was probably 
Calvin Gales thought it was over at half time and in reality it was. They just done enough in the second half to to keep the keep the victory on their side. Yeah, someone said to me, um, who do they think would be the next Calvin Gales player to break into the Calvin Senior panel? Because <clears throat> they've got the lowest representation at the minute that they have had in a good while. And mm. I actually said Tully might be might be the one because he he, he seems to be a really good forward and I was impressed with him in the semi final of the championship, not last year. Uh, the year before that, he played well in a one-point defeat to Rammer. That's um, right. He was he was showing leadership qualities that day for for the Gale. So had injuries last year, but he seems to be a seems to be a real prospect. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's two-footed. He's 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 movement is excellent. He's got a nice turn of pace to him as well. Now he's not he's not blisteringly fast, but he's fast enough for inter-county level, and he is a, a clever player. So, um, yeah, if if He's definitely front runner at the moment, I'd say. Um couple of young lads coming behind him that, that you know, have potential, but they wouldn't be as far down the line in their development as, as Jack would be. So um I'd say yeah, he, he's definitely front runner for them. Uh, Paul Graham actually had a very good game for Calvin Gales as well, kicked three points from wing forward. His kicking looked really exceptional. Um, looks like he's back enjoying it. Evan Fortune and, and as I say Luke Malloy in the middle of the field started quite well, faded out of it in the second half. Um but yeah, Kevin Gales, Niall Murray at centre back, you know, the conditions were a little bit heavy, so you couldn't get his speed. He got one blister and run, came up through the middle. I think Kevin Gales got a point from it, but um it wasn't the kind of game that suited pace. Um so but yeah, it was it. Interesting enough game, but Calvin Gales were the better side at the end of it. And Arva, with their first game under their belt now, will be kind of knowing exactly how deep the water is and how they're going to have to swim to, to survive in this division. Second game up then is Ballyhays, or was Ballyhays against Kingscourt Stars. Um, I didn't hear a huge amount on this one. I, I had the Ballyhays team, I seen it up on on social media there. Um, Gary O'Rourke, of course, played in goals for them. David Brady plays at full forward, two county panellists. Evan Crow played in the middle of the field, who was uh, our full back with the, with the under-20s, but he's more naturally a midfielder. And, and from what I heard, slotted right in there and done very well um for a youngster. So him and Owen Clark, two two players that, that I'd know fairly well, um making a, a strong midfield. I think Evan Crow's gonna be a big addition to that Bally Hayes side. Yeah, he's physically very strong and he's only out of minor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He looks to be a big man. Um yeah, look he looks to have looks to have an awful lot going from um looking at the at the Kingsford team, Jordan Morris played, which I suppose at, at centre back, is that true? Didn't hear where he played now, but I know he played. Um, and there's a lot of talk that Jordan is off the Mead panel. I know Mickey and and Davy on the We Are Mead podcast have poured cold water on that. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm talking to my contacts in in Kingsford, and they, they haven't confirmed anything for me. Yeah, they, they, I, I had heard that he played at centre back, then they moved him in full forward, and they were losing ball out in the middle of the field, and and. Uh, and had to bring him back out again. I also heard, and and this is um hot off the press, Barry Riley tried what he tried on and executed in the was the championship quarter final against Killigarry. Yeah, for goals from thirteen meters out, but this time he didn't execute. He uh he got a red ear, I think, from one of the the Kings Court stalwarts who <laughs> would be quick to give a red ear. Um, 
for it, <laughs> and and you can imagine who that was. Yeah, is it a type of grilled bread? Is it a type of grilled? Bread? <laughs> it's toasty, Damien. It's toasty. Oh yes, toasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was slowing that one. I was slowing that one. Yeah, so I heard now. These are all rumors. I can't confirm or yeah. deny them. But um, yeah, it's low, key, it's low key. Look, it was such a busy weekend. It's probably lucky that we have any information on these games. To, yeah, um, because they were well learned the pecking order. But yeah, debate. But, there's a debate about about Morris. Uh, uh, would he be a big addition to the Cavan squad? I think he would be. I think he'd be a huge addition to the Cavan squad. From what I have seen of him, I saw him. A few times in the championship last year with Kingsford, he got injured. He played against uh, Lavi in Muller. Kingsford were brutal that evening, and he was very well marked by Danny Cusick. But he got away from him and scored a, a blistering goal. He got half a chance, he stuck it in the top corner. Then he got a, a calf injury that evening. And he, I, I actually think he didn't come off. I, I think, or as far as I remember, because I remember talking to some of the Lavi ones after, there was controversy there that they didn't actually take Morris off and they put on a sub so they played them every the last three or four minutes with 16 men as it turned out but it didn't really affect things because Morris' calf w- was gone and he was just hanging around the middle of the field not doing anything um, yeah it could, it could end up being a, an appeal at this stage and Gary Chapsham <laughs> could be taken from them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he, he didn't play round four last year uh, against Garner because um, right. of that injury then he was he was class against uh, Kiligary in the quarter final. Like he scored some unbelievable points that day. That was a day where so many fellas played well. Yeah, and yeah. he he was right up amongst them. So I I think he's he's mercurial, but I think he'd be a big addition to the Cavan squad from what I have seen of him. I saw him as a seventeen year old playing in Breffney against Tyrone in an All Ireland under seventeen semi final. It was the, it was the year that they had a minor and an under seventeen, and mm-hmm. he was he was unbelievable. Himself and Derek Hanavan were. Yeah, head and shoulders the best best lads on the field so yeah I, I, I think Morris if we could get Morris I think he'd be a big help yeah yeah it's it's possible it's it, stranger things have happened but from from what our sources are telling or what my sources are telling me anyway on the We Are Mead podcast is that it's not it's not true he's still on the Mead panel so but there's a very long tradition of Cavan and Mead swapping over players and it's not just Mickey Brennan like that has gone on <laughs> That's gone on for decades. There's been loads. Ju- that's just Mickey Brennan has gone on for decades. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's been loads of of uh, links there, like like Victor yeah. Sherlock obviously winning the national league with Mead and the Leinster medal in '47. He wins in All Ireland with Cavan in '48. <clears throat> right through to Ray McCullough in '97. Dermot Dalton was pulled back for Cavan in two Ulster finals. That's right. In the late seventies, and captain the Gales to a championship and loads more in between. He had the McCormicks. Kingsford who were <coughs> swapping over and back and Oshie Kiernan obviously um, yeah. and, many, and many more there was actually loads more there was a, there was a fella called Connie Kelly from our Nugent who, who switched to Mead and I think won in All-Ireland Mead in 1949 he wasn't getting on the Cavan team uh, or sorry maybe it was in the early 50s 54 possibly that he won that All-Ireland he was from our Nugent so there's there's loads of that so it's funny because of all the counties around us there's been more big transfers between Cavan and Mead than than all the other counties around us put together. Like there's very little history of Cavan and Longford or Leitrim or Fermanagh or even Monaghan. Uh, you know, there's only the odd example. So Morris Morris to Cavan wouldn't be breaking new ground. This has happened before, especially around the Kingsford area, where the diocese and the parish overlap into the each county and you'd have you'd have lots of that. you um there's quite an overlap there. So it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility that 
a fella who was started his football in in Kingscourt, started his life in Cavan, could end up playing football Cavan. I I could see that happening. Mm, definitely. If, not. if if the rumor is true, Damien. If if the rumor is even half true. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll. And even we'll if it's not, we'll we'll just keep on <laughs> telling people about it in, in the hope. Yeah. Um. But well done to Kingscourt, winning that by a point. Um. Getting getting up and running, I think I'm right in saying. Um, Lacken against Lara in uh, out in Lacken. Lara came away with a four point win here, twelve points to one thirteen. I didn't hear much on on this game, um, but that's two wins in a row for Lara, beating neighbours Lacken and Balanya. So they'll have to be careful when they're driving out to Mullahorn in in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good going by them, and I know Jack McKenna, I presume. No, don't think he played. Um. There's there's rumors going around that he has a hand injury, um. Oh, Jack as well. So we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that one. That it it happened in the warm up in Grow Park. So, um. But yeah, it was a good good win for them. Didn't hear much on 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 lacking, um. Just that there, I think obviously James Galligan is back in, and around. I don't know did he start at the weekend. Um, information is is tin on the ground on this game, but. Uh, we'll keep an eye on both as they go forward. Chris, Lott, yeah, Killian Galligan was very much among the scorers again. Looking, looking at it through Twitter there the other evening, and Killian, Killian Galligan started scoring. Scored did his usual scoring heavily. Uh, James Galligan scored as well in the first half, so he must have started the game. Lacken had a good enough lead, useful enough lead of five or six points, I think, in that game. And Lara got a penalty, and they were suddenly they were right back in it. Um, yeah, look, if Killian, Killian Galligan has elevated this game so much, Damien, that since they've lost Niall McKernan. They've lost Thomas and then Raymond's with the county. That was their, I would say, 75% of their scores came from those three lads. And yeah. they don't have any of those three lads now at the minute. And Killian Galligan has continued on his excellent form from last year's championship. Yeah, definitely. Only, yeah. only for him to be struggling at different scores. Yeah, or somebody else would step up. Because you wouldn't have said Killian Galligan is going to be the player to step up. You know, you didn't think anybody was going to step up for for lacking when those guys weren't available. So it's um it's 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 an interesting one for them. But Killian Galligan, as you say, he's definitely elevated his game to a level way and above that I I would have seen of him through underage. I wouldn't have thought that he, he could hit that level, but he's he's yeah, he's definitely Lacken's best player actually. At the yeah, moment. he is I is he's the most dangerous forward in there. Definitely so. Um, okay, then it was up to uh, Dr. Plunkett Memorial Park on Sunday afternoon. Chris Law taking on Killigarry, uh, 214 to five points. And this was extremely one-sided. And, and I was saying this to Terry Highland, if he doesn't know what, he, if he didn't know what he was getting in for with the Killigarry job, he, he definitely knows now because Killigarry, right, they were missing Connor Smith and Ushin Brady who are massive losses, but Chris Lauer missing Darren McVitie, Paddy Lynch, and James Smith. You know, you, you, you could make the argument that Chris Law had a weaker side out, and yet this was an extremely one-sided game. Now, it does come with the caveat that Killigarry are yet to even train on grass. Um, a brand new pitch up in Krubini, and, and they haven't been able to use it. I don't know why or what goes on with these new pitches that they're always protected, but it's... um. It's it it's been out of use and I think it's only going to start getting used this weekend. But Crystal look good. They look really good. Brandon Boylan with one five at centre half forward. 
he was being marked by Key and Riley, but there was only one winner in the battle. Um, I thought Pierce Smith was was very good on his freeze. There was a pace and a power to crush a lot that you're now, I was saying, coming away from the game and a physicality to their play. Like they 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 wanted to dominate. They they weren't just nice footballers. They wanted to dominate and 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 bully. Um, and they did so and did so very effectively. But they're no longer this young team from Law. These are men now, and these are lads who are at their peak and ready to go and 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 give their best, you know, for this cause. And I, I came away from the game saying, right, that's and I know the Law didn't start training early. They didn't. They've they've done very very little as well. Um, I think they might only have two or three weeks under their belt. If that's Crushlaw with two or three weeks under their belt we're in for one hell of a run for a championship here with them. Now, I haven't seen their contenders, but you wouldn't say Caligari are contenders on 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 uh, Sunday's performance. I think even the most staunch Caligari supporter would say that that it was it was well, well below senior championship standard where Caligari played. Yeah, I'm surprised now that Caligari were so far off the pace, um, especially when they had likes of Keane Riley there um, because... I had him picked out as he was he was going to be the bolter who went into the championship team for Cavan, but it sounds like he's lost form or he's clearly not injured if he's if he's playing. He didn't make the twenty six. Uh, he was named on the twenty six in Crow Park. People mightn't realise that, and and then Connor Mina was parachuted into twenty six just before throwing, or that was when the news was announced. So um, he's a bit to do to get into that team as I kind of thought he would for the championship, especially with Jason McLaughlin played so well. So. Sounds like he got he got his hand, had his hands full with Brandon Boylan. Brandon Boylan is the, the find of the season, most improved player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the the parts of the game that we were saying we hadn't seen in in his Crush Law career, but now we were seeing in, with Cavan, we seen on on Sunday. I have to say the, the pitch was in great nick in in Kinelec. It 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 allowed for pace. And Brandon's pace and power was was just electric. He 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 just ran the show. Like, you know, when you go to a game and you 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 say, right, who who are the county players? You you pick them out immediately. He was he was absolutely brilliant. I thought uh, Brandon Boylan on it. So, um, yeah, look at Killigary have a lot of work to do. Still have that small forward line inside was Jack Mooney and. and Dara love it and you know the, the ball has to be the right type of ball going into them and, and I thought Fionn Lovett done a really good job on Dara Lovett um, John Cook was was good in the full back line bombing up the field powerful strong runs coming out from the from the full back line and, and went kind of on track uh, by Killigarry so um, now Crystal are looking good I have to say I, I, I'll I definitely be keeping closer eyes on them now because mm. um, if, they, if they have room for improvement which I have absolutely no doubt they do then their, their cruising speed looks like uh, a really high level at the moment so uh, well done to them Rammer United were taken on um, Balanya in Balanya and the side that lost out to Lara the week before in, in an opening round home game Got a win, one thirteen to ten points. Um, just looking at it, that's a good win for Balanya. Um, I don't think they're at full tilt as yet, but it's worrying enough for for Rammer, I'd imagine, is it? Uh you know, Rammer started five of last year's minor winning team. So essentially, under the old system, they started five minors as we would have known them. Like that was uh, Nathan Levy, Valencia, Oliver McChrystal, Shane Keenan. 
uh, Aaron Tynan and Matthew Smith all started. Um, they also had Liam Maguire and Connor Fitzpatrick. That's two young lads, young enough lads, like probably 20, 21 um, in the mix there as well. Simon Cadden was in the forwards. Gareth Mannion midfield. Uh, in the back line, Matty McGee was playing and, and Lorcan Lynch um, and Ben Smith was centre-back. They were missing some of those rocks of their defence, like the likes of Mark McGee and Damian Barkey. James Bradley was playing a wing-back. Also, Liam Brady was missing as well. Oshie Rourke was playing. So, it was it was a very patched up Brammer team, but at the same time, still had Simon Cadden. Yeah, still, points, didn't he? Yeah, they, they did. They had Connor Bradley on the forty along with Simon Simon Cadden, uh, to his left. So they'll still be disappointed with that, definitely. But I suppose they don't have the excuse of of missing a load of county men either. They're they're missing Jack Brady, who is their who is their most important player, um. And they were missing James Brady, who's who's in Australia, I think, at the minute. But there's talk that James Brady might be back, but he was coming back from a cruise ship anyway. Uh, so, yeah, yeah Rammer, Rammer, I don't know. It's going to be good to see now when they get when they're at full strength, they'll be they'll be able to match most teams, or they'll be able to be, they'll be better than nearly every team, bar possibly a couple. But uh, it'll be good to see now. Can they get the full strength this year, and how the season's going to go for them? Yeah, yeah. It, they're missing Edo it, Cole as well, obviously. Yeah, who's a huge loss always yeah. to 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 any side. Um, like Balanya, two points up at half time. Um, just again, no goals. I think it was seven five at half time. So they they'd done enough to just keep uh Rammer at arm's length. So one one each half by by two points. Um, and got that all important Niall McDermott with a flick on goal. Um, so yeah, that's a good a good one. Niall back in at full forward again. Um. Playing good f- football, he done well enough against. He was there for the second half of that, so uh, going rightly. So with those results, it means that Lara sit on top of the table, two wins from two. Krishlaw with a win and a draw uh, from their two games, and then down at the bottom end of the table, you have Castle Rathen with no games played and no points. Ballyhays, Arva, Lacken, and Killigarry with no points. Both Ballyhays and Lacken have two games played. Um, under their belt for that so um... Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, moving on to the Wilton Waste Recycling All-County Football League Division 2. It was Ballamacue against Cornerfane on Friday night and uh, the home side came away with a win 4-8, which is 20 points, plays two goals and 12 to corner Fane, which is 18 points. So good win for Bala McHugh um, in that on Saturday, or sorry, into Sunday, then Killing Care against Baileyborough, uh, 4-12 to Killing Care, 1-8 to Baileyborough. I was up at this one and Baileyborough will be kicking themselves. They finished with 1-8, but they missed probably about 1-8 in the first half um, when they were, when they looked like they were dominant. Now, again, I can, I can understand it maybe, but I'm going to give out about it because I'm wearing my journalist hat here. 
Billyborough are going with squad numbers this year. And it's just a nightmare to try to get the team down when it's squad numbers. Like you had 26, 20, 17, 18 uh, numbers on the field and you had 11 was a wing back and you had, uh, I think, like you know, the numbers are just so far all over the place. It's it, it's so, so hard to get it. but And hard to get a read on exactly what way the team lines out. But anyway, they lined out as they did. In the second half, though, Killing Care, there was a, a clutch moment where um, young Fillingham in goals for Killing Care made a save. The, the the rebound hit the line. Alex Sweeney cleared it off the line. Killing Care go up the other end of the field on the counter attack. And who gets a goal for Killing Care on the counter attack? Hardly Peter McCabe. Peter McCabe. Counter attack goal, Peter, as we'll call him from now on. Um, and from that, Killing Care just pushed on, managed to get, I think they came out after half time and hit, uh, what's it, four scores in a row. Um, immediately after half time, Jason, Midlo- Jason McMahon and Emmett Fitzsimons with points. Then Kieran Flynn, who was a half time substitute, um, got a lovely ball in over the top from youngster Conal Mooney, um, making it 1 6 to 1 4. And then Kevin McCabe with a point, so four scores in a row. Bailey came back with two scores, then they traded points before that Peter McCabe goal, followed up quickly then by uh, Emmett Fitzsimons goal. Uh, two points, one from Keen McGovern, a 45, a point from Peter McCabe, and then uh, Keen McGovern goal after good work by Jason McMahon and Emmett Fitzsimons, left at 4-10 to 1-7, and that was kind of it, a couple of scores to finish it off with, but that's a, a good bounce-back win for Killing Care, having been beaten by Knockbride the week before. Yeah, they were heavily beaten by Knockbride, and that'd be a local derby too, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I feel you're paying with the squad numbers now. We're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to make our our opinion heard about that because that's. I'm gonna fight with Bailey again. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming after him again. So yeah, straight on Twitter. <laughs> Get at them again. Um, no, but uh, look for Bailey I'd imagine they're 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 not too bothered as yet. They're they're just building up bit by bit. So I tell you, it's it's difficult. Like it's difficult to get information on the All County League, like. Over the years, I have seen the standard of PROs, or maybe it's the importance of the PRO on a club committee, has just plummeted. Like, like it used to be that, like when I started in Celt, we'd say fifteen or sixteen years ago, people used to every club had someone that you could rely on to send in a report, and then it got to the stage where you have someone that will keep notes for you. Now it got to the stage where it's hard to even get someone to keep notes in a lot of clubs, and and clubs. Uh, it's so it's because of social media. Clubs will appoint someone who's good on social media or whatever, but they don't think of of anything outside of that. And it it's very difficult. It makes mm. things really difficult to publicise the games. And then you get people giving out to you that their reports aren't in. But if there's twenty matches on, like this weekend in in the South, for example, I'm not just singing the the poor song here, but you had the hurling match and the football match to cover, um, and then all the rest of the sports that were, that were on that had to be covered. And they have twenty. Or nearly twenty all county football league matches, and if you're if if you have to go and get all the details and try and write up all those yourself or get a bit of help, it's almost impossible. Like in a day and a half. Yeah, in a day and a half. Like if you do that, because our deadline is two o'clock on a Tuesday. Realistically, everything will be wrapped up Tuesday morning. Because it's almost impossible. So a couple of clubs uh, are very good. Uh, now Bright of an excellent PRO there, and John Clark, and, and there's a couple of other PROs are are really good. Torbert have a good PRO as well but after that uh, you're starting to struggle and 
you know, some of them are brilliant on social media and stuff, but um, don't forget the old traditional media as well. Definitely, definitely. The podcasts are, are very, very important. <laughs> traditional media. <laughs> anyway, um, good, good, good win for Killing Care. Drummolly fell uh, to neighbours Butler's Bridge, 117 to six points. I think Luke McEntee was the star for Butler's Bridge youngster. Um, there in at centre half forward, I understand had had a really good game. Drummolly gonna find it tough in that division. It, it stepping up from Division Three last year, nothing's gonna be easy. But I know they're down a few bodies as well. So, um, but into then Coothill against Knockbride two eight to Coothill, which is fourteen points. Knockbride, uh, twelve points. So that's a good win for Coothill, considering Knockbride's strong run. Bowling the Ulster League, which they won, and um. And then obviously with the big win over Killing Care the week before. Yeah, now Bright have a lot of work done at this stage, and you would imagine they're ahead of most teams, so they'd be disappointed to lose this game because the week before that, they played two games in 24 hours. One was a big local derby win against Killing Care, and then they went up and played uh, Convoy, I think it was from Donegal in that Ulster League final, and, and won that well as well. So that was a great win. And They'll be, be doubly disappointed with this one because uh, this game was due to be played in Upright. Or sorry, it was played at Upright because it was due to be played in Coothill and the Coothill pitch was unplayable. So they actually turned an away fixture into a home fixture. So to lose it will, will be disappointed. But a very close game in the first half and it came down to, to two two um, goals for Coothill, I suppose, either side of halftime. Shane Sexton, your man, he had a brilliant game. They couldn't handle Shane Sexton. Uh, Shawnee O'Connor as well. Uh, was playing as a forward. Uh, sorry, sorry, Shawnee was lying out wing back. Stevie O'Connor was playing as a forward. Shane Sexton was wearing 11 and uh, uh, not bright, struggled to handle Sexton. Enda Hessen came off the bench as well. Dermy Connolly got injured. Alan Curran came on as well. So, um, a few good few young lads coming on for, for not bright as well. Lorcan Riley came on and got a free at the end. Michal Smith came on. They're last year's minor players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of the familiar faces playing with Upright as well. They're, they had a strong team out. Roy Donahue, Michal Clark, Philip Rogers was the half back line. You had Liam Fay, Paddy Rogers midfield, Niall McCabe, who I think is the captain of the team this year. Jordan McCabe was back in the side. Matty Trainer on the forty. Kieran Smith. Uh, a lot of the big names there. So they'll be disappointed but they've had a hectic schedule now to be fair. Um That's it. Uh, yeah Jamie Smith was playing the goals for Cudhill and he took the he took the trend for adventurous goalies to a new lengths. He was solo on the length of the field at times and uh, seemingly <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, and he laid laid the ball off to to uh, O'Connor. Um, I think it was I think it was uh, it was Sean O'Connor. I was told got it. Now the the, the team line out has has Stevie up front and Sean in the back. So, um, Sean will be Sean will be well capable of venturing up that far. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think that put six in it, and then no, Bride came back. Then Shawnee Bourne's come off the bench, and he got three frees. Liam Fay fisted the point. But a late point from Keen Farley left a daylight between them and Lorcan Riley had the last save with a free, but it was it was over at that stage. So two eight to fourteen, good win for the Celts. I'll be looking forward to seeing Good Hill this year because it is still a young side, but there there's some exciting prospects even next year looking at as uh, some of the county minors they have Jake White yeah. jumping yeah. off the page every time yet. You read about the county minors. So. I think there's an intermediate title in Cudhill in the next couple of years. Yeah, um, there could be, there could be because you know what if it might take another year or two. But yeah. a lot of very young lads, a lot of teenagers there. But then you you also have 
John McCutcheon and Dermy Connolly and and she, uh, Shawnee O'Connor and Enda Hessen, Alan yeah. Corn. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of experience there too. So, yeah, they could have that balance, right? Yeah. Um, Drumlane against Lavi finished one thirteen to Lavi, one ten to Drumlane. So a good win. Um, for Lavi, I think that's two from two for. Uh, steamers charges. I'd say it's a while since Lavi started the league with two wins as well. It's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. They don't traditionally do so, um. But again, I suppose they'll they have um they have a lot of a lot of their their big names now. Like Chris Conroy's obviously playing throughout the league for them, um. So less county involvement. Danny Cusick, lads like that. So. Um, just be interesting to see they, how do you, how do you go through this league? Do they do they take a promotion? Because they've been on championship form, they've been good enough to get up to Division One, but um, but oh, definitely patchy. But they're uh, top. They are a top eight team in the county, uh, year on year. Like almost every year, they're in the quarters, and oftentimes going to extra time and replays and quarterfinals and going to semi-finals some years and going to semi-final replays some years. So they're 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 a very consistent championship team. They're definitely. I'd say a top eight championship team over the last six, seven years. Mm. And they've a bit of talent coming through as well, which which always helps. Uh, Templeport got the better of Shercock by a single point, 113 to 15 points. That was down in Bombay. That's a good win for Templeport. Um, I, I didn't see anything on the teams on this though. Um, yeah, the, the the big story of this was Sean Clark had a great game for Shercock. He scored 11 points. Wow. Uh, eight frees, three from play. Um and the Templeport team, Owen McCaffrey got one two, Owen Duna got four points. Um, they're going well now. Unfortunately, I think Owen Martin went off with uh, I think it might have been a, a broken arm or an arm injury, so a speedy recovery to Owen, uh, because he had been going well. Dylan Raythorn got four points as well in this game. Close game, obviously very close game, but that the early goal came from Owen McCaffrey, and that proved to be crucial in the end up. But I I think Templeport are now unbeaten in league football. Since they lost, they lost. They beat then in that delayed championship final, and then they lost. I think to kill a Chandra in a league semi final after that, and that would have been the tail end of what twenty twenty one. Twenty or twenty twenty one. It was the twenty twenty championship final. I think that was delayed. So twenty twenty one. So they're they must be heading for eighteen months since they lost the league game. So hell of a record that. Yeah. Definitely so. Uh good good going by the by the boys from the West. The mayor of the West will, will, will be delighted. I'll I'll reveal who the mayor of the West is at some later stage in the championship. Um or in the in the on the podcast. Kuhulland's got the better of Bill Torbett. Um again the home venue was reversed down to Bill Torbett, but it finished one thirteen to two nine, just by the skin of their teeth. Uh Kuhulland's here on this one. Yeah, and the Henry one five was lining out for Bill Torbett. Do you know him? I've heard of him. <laughs> Apparently, he's uh, he's he, he's he's got some children that are going to be called two six. <laughs> I tell you, he, he's he's unbelievably consistent. He's a machine. Yeah, yeah, he's and an absolute machine. If if, if if investments could be, if you could invest in Enda Henry, you you just you just put it all, put the house on him. Yeah, it'd be rock solid because, yeah. like, he actually scores a lot of goals as well. He seems to score a lot of penalties. If he if they get a penalty, he'll score. You can you can chalk it up, and uh, and he wins a lot of them himself. Yeah, yeah, and he scores so many frees. The amount of games where he scores one five or one six, oftentimes it'll be it'll be uh, you know four frees and one from player, two from player, 
um, and you can you can put your house on them. If you took him out of that Bator team, I don't know where they're going to get scores. But mm. a lot of people would have been picking against Biltorbet uh, in the Tremaine last man standing competition, which seems to have about 93,000 entries as far as I can see. Because I don't know <laughs> I don't know anyone who's not in it. Completely. Completely. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I was laughing because uh, one of the Tremaine lads was on to me and he said, uh, he asked me did I want to send my my entries to him privately. Because uh, <laughs> what he said was he it was the week. Was, well, no, he said he said uh, instead of of joining up one of the groups, he says, "Do you want to stay out of the group and send me picks privately? You have enough on your plate with the rugby boys who are insulting half the clubs of calf." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I was I I was uh, met on on Saturday night by a Gael uh, supporter who who said you're a prick, and for for picking Kings Court in the first round, I was going, "You all pick bloody." Was Ku Hollands or whoever Drummondy was playing? So, yeah, I, I, am on the, uh, I'm, I'm on a group, and I, I, like you said, I think there's ninety two thousand. It's the busiest WhatsApp group I've ever been on. It just literally is nonstop. You put down your phone for five minutes, and there's ninety three messages <laughs> coming in. So, yeah, but fair play to Drummondy. They've, they've, they've organised that well. But, um, Beltorbet nearly knocked out three quarters of the county from that last. Match. Yeah, so I, I haven't got. T- testing to see who, um, who everyone else, else is going for here but uh, was everyone going for Coo Hollins in that one yeah yeah yeah. there was a lot there was a lot went for Coo Hollins in it um, I'm just trying to think back who else was kind of getting the the nod Butler's Bridge got quite a few um, nods in it as well um, uh, Coo Hollins scores Damien Mark Gilson got a point uh, 8 they their long serving um, midfielder he got a point Niall McGee in there for, for probably his second senior game, maybe. Um, Niall got two points. Evan Doughty got four, three from play. Brian McGee got one, two. Adam O'Reilly got two on the Baltorba team. And Henry won six. Sorry, won six. Five frees, one goal penalty. Uh, Colin Dennehy won one. Donald McDonald a point and Niall O'Reilly a point. Good stuff. Good stuff with Baltorba. They'll be, they'll be uh, humming now that they'll, they'll be fancying their chances this weekend, I'm sure. And we, we'll get into one word predictions in a wee minute, but we'll uh, look at the table. Templeport sitting on top with Lavi, two wins from two. Then we have a wrath of teams with one win from two games and one win from one game. Then down the bottom end of the table, Drumley, Bailey, Bill Torbett, Drumlane, Cornerfane, and Shercock with no points. Uh, Bill Torbett, the only team that has two games played and no points. So, uh, but early doors in the Wilton Waste recycling All County Football League Division Two. Moving on to Kite Power Tech All County Football League Division Three. Results from the weekend: Corla against Drung. So Corla won eleven, which is fourteen points. Drung by the skin of their teeth, two goals and nine, fifteen points. That's a a a, a good win for Drung, but. Corla picking up where they left off from last year. They they're by no means the weapon boys anymore. Um, Shannon Gales three goals and eleven um, against Muncher Connacht one goal and thirteen. That was down in Shannon Gales, so that's a big scoring win for Shannon Gales. I didn't hear anything on teams on that one, um, but I'd imagine they had the likes of Creevian McGovern available for them, who would uh, hopefully who hopefully is playing well. Um, then getting the better of Mount Nugent, one fourteen, uh, to one eight. Yeah, uh, a little bit of that game, Damien. Um, Ted scored one five in this game for for Dan. This was the first game in thirty years that that Dan were out of the top two divisions. 
Oh, would you believe? Yeah, they've been in the top two divisions. So I was told by by a Den Den official. Um, yeah, That's Den were well in front early on, and then Manuchin came back into the game, and uh, then then pulled it back, and we're winning nine three at halftime. So it looked like it looked like they're going to run away with it, and they just kind of uh, carried their lead through through from that. Um, a great, yeah, the goal was a super team goal and it was finished by Ted. Cavell uh, Kjogan got, got a couple of points, Ben Connolly and Sean Donner, who also played well, got a, got a few scores. Very good. Um, Kildallan against Kilishandra. I'd say this was the lowest scoring game of the weekend. Six points to Kildallan, seven points to Kilishandra. Um, so Kilishandra will be delighted to have got their first win of the year and then Drumgoon got the better of Swanland Bar, uh, one goal and ten to one goal and six. All that means that the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division three sees Drung sitting on top, two wins from two. Then, as I say, there's a wrath of teams with two points uh, on the board. Um, Swanland Bar two points from two games, and Shannon Gales have two points from two games. Uh, then you're down into the teams that are yet to get off the mark: Kildallan, Corla, Muncher Connacht, Mount Nugent, and Mahara with. Corla and Muncher Connacht um, both have two games under their belt. Um, so we'll keep an eye on those as as they go on. We'll go in just and get one word uh, predictions from you, Paul, on this weekend's action. So it's that. Who, who before you go ahead, Damien, who have you got in the Jermaine one? Who did I pick? I can't even think. Um, let me, I'll have to look back on it. I'll have to scroll back down through 5,000 messages. Uh, <laughs> you can't remember. Okay, go ahead. Not Pride. I picked Not Pride. I actually, I actually picked Not Pride as well, so we're, going, we're not going to be flavouring the month there with, with the Hughes. With the Hughes, yeah. I just think, yeah, Not Pride. I think Not Pride, there's, there's a lot of promise in that group. Um, and I, I rate Aidan McCabe as a manager. Um, so, you know, a broken clock is 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 correct twice a day, and, and, and we've been tipping that bride for a long time to come. And it has hope in it. It has hope. Well, most importantly, it has hope in it. Um. Okay. Into this weekend's action, I think we're starting off on Thursday night. So tonight, um, Larry United taking on Castle Rahan. Castle Rahan have their dinner dance, um, tomorrow evening. So they'll they'll be having a load of crack on Good Friday. Lara against Castle Rahan in uh, PGG Park. Lara. I'm going to go with Lara too. Yeah, they're on a good run. Kiligari hosting Balanya in Kiligari on Friday at five o'clock. Kiligari. I'm going to go with Balanya. I think Kiligari haven't got the work done just yet. So what, it's I get one word and you get like 50 words, is it? Exactly. All right, Arva, okay. Arva gets Ballyhays in Arva. Ballyhays. Arva. Uh, Gauna against Calvin Gales in Gauna on Saturday afternoon, four o'clock. I'm not confident in my body here's calling now. Uh, <laughs> Gauna. Gauna for me too. Rammer hosting Lacken in Dolan Park at five o'clock on Saturday. Rammer. I go Rammer too. And Kingscourt hosting Mullahorn up in Kingscourt, five o'clock Saturday. Mullahorn. Oh, I'm going with Kingscourt on that one. Um, Okay, into then the Wilton Waste Recycling All-County Football League Division 2. These are all on Saturday 
at five o'clock or five forty-five. The last game starts at Shercock hosting Coo Hollands. Coo Hollands. Coo Hollands for me too. Lavi hosting Templeport. Draw. Lavi to put the an end to Templeport's run. Cornafain uh, hosting Drumlane. Drumlane. Drumlane for me too. Knockbride against Ballamacue. We've both already said Knockbride on this one. Baileyborough and Coothill Celtic. Coothill. Coothill for me too. Butler's Bridge hosting Killing Care. Have to go for one home team, I suppose. I'll go and go for the bridge. I'll go with a draw. Uh, Beltorbit against Drummily in Beltorbit. Careful now. <laughs> you Brandon's watching you. I'll go Beltorbit, but not, <laughs> I'm not that confident about it. Drummily will be stronger than they were last week. Um, but last week's performance will it'll take a bit of bouncing back. I'll I'll go with Bill Torbett, me head ruling me heart, um on this one. Okay, into then the the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division Three again. These are Saturday, uh five o'clock with one game on on Sunday. Kill hosting Shannon Gales. Kill. I go with Shannon Gales. My Nugent, Kill Dallin. My Nugent. Nugent for me too. Swan and Bar at home to Den. Den. Den for me. Muncher Connacht at home to Corla. Muncher Connacht. Home win for me as well. And Drung are hosting Mahara. Drung. Finally, Red Hills, yeah. Red Hills no game? Yeah, finally Red Hills. I'll go with Drung. Sorry, finally it's Red Hills on Sunday at 2 o'clock hosting Drumgoon. Oh, I have to I have to go with Red Hills. I'll go Drum Goon on this one. Um to, to see how it goes. Um okay, that's the All County Football League right up to date. Um a few people have been asking about the ladies situation and has there been any development? The 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 short story is no. Or the ladies. Yeah, or just ladies in general. Has there been any development in ladies? Um no, the Cavan ladies footballer situation. Um, now, the only development I, I'm aware of is that the gear has landed. Um, so um, that's that's progress. But in terms of the, the dispute overall, I don't think it's been it's been. Res- Sorry, I know it hasn't been fully resolved as yet. Um, the county board had said that they were going to do costings on on the um, the travel part of it. But. That was a week ago, and and nothing has progressed as of yet. So, as soon as something does, though, we'll we'll, we'll bring you the news here, and we are calving about it. Um, that's about all we've time for, Paul. All right, then. Looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, big day in Crow Park on Sunday. The new National Handball Centre opened its doors last week, and this Sunday, there's a there's about Jesus. There must be thirty odd All Ireland finals being played across various grades, male and female, and. Uh, including our senior doubles finals in men's and women's and they're actually two really good doubles finals as well so the place is going to be packed uh, Sunday yeah. so I'm going to be there all day Sunday I'll be doing commentary and uh, I'll be just handball geek heaven on Sunday Yeah and, and I'm actually up in Dublin on Sunday and I was thinking about going into it and then I seen that the Horland final is on 
in mid-afternoon in Crow Park. So getting in around it will be. No, well, I, that hurling final is in Cork Division One final. Oh, is it? Yeah, I it's a. it's in Crow Park. No, it's in Parky Cueve, so you should be. Oh. You should be okay. Oh, then I might go in. I might go in and have a look. I'm mad to see this new centre. I love the videos of the, the tree glass walls. It just looks like such a great, like a small arena. But yeah. it is a, like it's a, a gladiator's arena. I think it, it's class. Oh, it is. It's class. It is. It's absolutely class. Like, it's badly needed. I'm the biggest critic of handball, even though I love it. But we're we're over 20 years behind the times in our sport. Like, And it's taken over 20 years to get that place built. There's so many objections and counter objections and all the politics involved in it. And really, the game has has stagnated at best. And actual fact, if we're honest, it has regressed a good bit in that time. And uh, this new arena now, I honestly think it's going to be transformative for the sport because I remember going to the old Crow Park, which had a glass sidewall, and going there when I was about 15 or 16 to see Paul Brady playing, a fella called Kenneth Kane from Carlow in a final of an Irish Nationals. And like... It planted the seed with me. I just thought this is unbelievable. Like, like look at this. The place is packed. Look at Paul there, like playing in this glass arena. And like, really and truly, I've I've been hooked on handball since that day. Class. And and the razzmatazz of it, like, and there's some people in handball who who just love playing, and they're not that bothered about going to watch it or whatever. But I just love love everything about it, really. Like, and. And it all came from that day, and I I think that we're going to see a lot of a lot of oddball kids like like me, <laughs> this current generation that are going to love it too. Which is it's 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 a it's a stage worthy of worthy of our top players. Which is the least you can ask of any sport is to to, to give your your top players a stage worthy of them. Like the footballers and hurlers have it in Crow Park. And the other thing as well, I, I interviewed a few of them last week after the semi-finals, and uh, some of them were saying to me like. All their mates are going to come because up to now, a lot of all Ireland finals have been played in Kingscourt. And Kingscourt's great, don't get me wrong, but a lot of people are living obviously in the capital. They're used to going to Croker for football in Ireland. They'll, they'll wander around the Crow Park, and you'd be proud to bring them in. Like I'm, I'm proud as a humble person. I, I've many times have I sent you pictures of that court already. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's going to be, it's just going to be class for our game. So I'm looking forward to that Sunday. Yeah, well, if people are at a loose end Sunday, it's definitely yeah. worth an afternoon. Get in touch with me, and I'll, if if you are at a loose end, I'll, I'll hook you up with tickets because they're going to sell out. But look, we we'll squeeze everyone in. Deadly, deadly. Uh, don't forget to check out the Die Hard Service, folks, where we had the match day diary from last Saturday with the hurling and football double success. Um, we also um look back over the hurling and football on our Die Hard Service. The, both finals um, on the hurling, we caught up with Kevin Carney um, to look back over that monumental success on, on Saturday last. So that's all over on patreon.com forward slash we are Kevin. And we'll have all the um, results from this weekend's All County Football League action on next weekend's podcast. We'll be looking ahead to the Kevin Miners getting um, their Ulster Championship underway. And of course, the Kevin Hoarders get Laurie Maher championship underway as well next weekend so loads to come on the we are calvin podcast paul thanks for your time thanks demo